This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Hey now. Hey now. Fuck it. What's it? Let's do this motherfucking pick em. Pick em podcast. Actually, you know what? I got the AC in the background. So fucking unprofessional. I got a fucking vent like right in my office and it just fucking scorches on in here. It's not really that cold outside. Turn that off. So we get a little professionalism in this bitch. What's up with the what's up? Um, welcome to MMA Takes Podcast. First time listening. I'm your host, Brian Petrie. If you first time, long time. What's good? Getting getting a little bit of love nowadays from being on the Anakin Florian, which is awesome. I love all the new listeners, all the new people who have DM me uh, and followed me and said, "Hey, you're cool," or you know, "You suck." You know, haven't had many of those, but um, thank you very much. I'd, uh, I I appreciate all the feedback. I appreciate it all. But this is uh, this DMI takes podcast. So what we do here is uh, I give picks in the entire card, give my best bets out. I got a slime ball parlay for you, four and one on the year. Woo! My boy Timbo's going to, uh, I believe he told me, what, he, what Atlantic City? Or maybe a bachelor party, maybe just maybe just with his bros. And they're all riding the slime ball, so a little bit of pressure on your boy to deliver. A little bit of pressure on your boy to deliver. But uh, slime ball is hot right now, so we're going to get it done. Before we get to the picks, you know I got to start with daily complaints. I got to say something that bothers me, and... Usually it's mundane. Usually it's probably only something that would bother me because, you know, whatever. But I feel like majority of the people that are going to hear this could be like, holy fuck. Really? So anyway, fridge breaks down. I told you guys that. Use the gambling money. Use. I bought a fridge using my mind betting on fights. I'm paying for major appliances. Anyway, order the fridge. Supposed to come Tuesday. Cool, 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 cool. Tuesday rolls around. It is a chaotic day for the wife and I. Fridge is supposed to be here between 12 and 4. I'm usually home by 12 from work. Wife was off, but she had to take her father to uh, a doctor's appointment. You know, I've, I've briefly talked about my father-in-law having some health issues. Got to take him to a doctor's appointment. Didn't want to take him, right? Had to take him. Try to cancel. Try to get other family members to do it because she wanted to clean the house, clean the fridge, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, couldn't do it. She had to take him, right? Then he, she becomes his, her, his personal chauffeur. Stop here. I'm thirsty. Stop here. I need my medicine. Stop here. I'm hungry. Let's go to Arby's. You know, I need some scratch offs, right? So she's fucking driving nuts. So I got off work. My day sucked. Everything was running behind. I'm running late. I hustle over to my parents, get the kids. You know, hi, mom. Hi. See ya. Gotta go. Gotta get home, right? Get home. About 1120, they call me and go, hey, or like the dispatch center called me, not the actual driver. Hey, uh, our drivers are running a little early. Are you home? Is it okay if we come a little early? And this was like 1120, window was between 12 and 4. Sure, I'm home, right? Just got home. Let me get the fucking fridge ready. Cool. Because we, you know, freezer was already emptied out. Had some stuff in the fridge, you know, kids' milks, kids' yogurts, all that good shit. Took it out, right? Made up, fucking was measuring doorways because the old fridge was pretty big. So I'm like, okay, it's not going to fit through this way. They're going to have to go this way. I got to clean this. I got to push this table this way. I'm doing everything. Meanwhile, I got a one-year-old who's crabby, cranky. Got a four-year-old who's, I'm hungry every five seconds. You know what I mean? One-year-old, crabby, okay, she's due for a nap, right? Look around, forgot the bottle at my parents' house. Forgot the goddamn bottle 
at my parents. Try to put her down without it. Not an option, boys. Try to do it. Not an option. She's screaming and crying. Meanwhile, I'm like, you know what? Fine. You know, I'm going to deal with the crying. I got to get this fridge out because they're coming. We got to get a new fridge. Take everything out of the fridge. Put it on the counter. 11.20 or excuse me, 12.20, 1 o'clock hits. Wife is, they still haven't came yet. Wife calls me. She's finally done with her dad. She's coming. I said, they they were they called me 1120 saying they're going to be here. Don't know what's going on. She gets home about 1.30. Still not there. These motherfuckers waltz up at 2.45. So basically an hour and 15 minutes within their window. When I got a call at 1120 saying they're going to be early. <sighs> okay. Right. You know, now all my cheese and yogurt's bad. You fucks. So I'm expecting you any minute now. So they come in, right? Uh, and they are uh, gentlemen with accents, right? And um, not nice enough guys, I guess, trying to do their job. Try to explain to them, hey, listen, this fridge is a little too big for this entryway. You're going to go out, but it's going to fit through the front door and it'll go down the steps. And he's just like, okay, fuck you. Like, I don't need to know that. I've, <laughs> I've done this a million times. So he goes, hey, can you shoot off the water line? I go, what's that? Yeah, can you shut off your water? We got to, we got, you got to shut off the water to hook up this, the hose, uh, the for the ice maker. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I know how to do that. Totally. 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 No clue. Call my stepdad. Me and my parents have relatively the same house. I go down in the laundry room and I had shut it off before because we remodeled our bathroom, and I remember it was in the in, in the by the water heater. And I call my stepdad. He goes, No, 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 no. It's not going to be in the water heater. It's going to be a red handle. It's always red. And I'm like, well, I don't see a red handle. I got a, I got a red valve or I got like a greenish uh, blue valve right here. He goes, no, no, no. It's always red. So now I'm looking through the fucking ceilings trying to find a red fucking valve. Wife gets on the phone with her father or her, her dad, right? Who shut the water off for us before. It's under the steps. All water comes through the front. It's under the steps. We're crawling underneath our steps, which is, you know, there's like a little closet there. We're crawling. There's nothing there, man. I know you didn't go crawl under there to shut that off when you did our did our fucking um uh fucking bathroom. Call our, our other father one. My my wife has two fathers, right? Stepfather, father. Call stepdad. Hey, listen, find the water main outside, shut it off from there. We go outside. It's not in the front. They're always in the front. It's not in the front. Looking everywhere. These guys finally go, hey, listen, it's been like 15, 20 minutes. We don't have time for this. We have another delivery in this area. So we're going to be in this area. Guy looks at me in my fucking face and says, we're going to be in this area. You call me. We'll come back. Because all they had to do was hook up the fridge, which takes like five seconds, and take the old one, right? Because we paid for it. Didn't take the old one. Old one stayed hooked up. New one's in the fucking living room. So I'm like, okay, okay. So now I'm panicking, right? We're going outside. We're looking all over the house. I'm like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm going to go back to what I originally thought it was. I thought it was that valve that my stepdad was like, there's no way that's what it is. That's what the fuck it was. It's not a red valve. It was a greenish blue and it shut the water off. So I'm like, God damn it. Go with your instincts, Brian. You stick to your instincts with betting. Do it when it comes to the house. Call these guys back up. No answer. Call them 10 times. Fire off text. Hey, here's my address. Water shut off. Come back. We need this hooked up. Nothing. Call Lowe's, this country lady, country girl. Uh-huh, how, how, how can I help you? Welcome Lowe's. Uh-huh, and I'm like telling her a thing. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. That's what she's doing. Uh-huh, after everything I say. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, well, honey, I can't help you that. That's the delivery service. We hire somebody. I can give you their number. 
So wife calls them. She's on the other phone with them. This guy's like, oh, did they say they're going to come back today or did they say they're going to come back? They said they were coming back today. They said they had another delivery in the area. This guy was like questioning if we're lying to him. And my wife's like, no, that's what he said. I'm in the background getting mad. Like I want to rip the phone from her hand to be like, what, 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 what are we doing here? I'll give him a call. The guy says, calls him up, gets back. You know what? They're not answering. And I tell you why you were their last delivery. That's why they're not answering. They're done for the day. They're not coming back. Okay, well, can you send someone else? We got a fucking freeze refrigerator in the middle of our living room. Now, it's it's almost 4 o'clock. We can't do anything past 4 o'clock, and we got to have a ticket from Lowe's, yada, yada. So I call Lowe's up, and I'm not good at asking for free shit. I'm not, you know, I can give a little bit of an attitude. I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not afraid of confrontation, but I'm really bad at yelling at someone that it's not their fault. And so I, I call up little snippy, this lady, but she gets me a ticket or whatever for them to come back tomorrow. And she had to do it before four o'clock, four o'clock. It's just like, a, this is like a fucking bank. Can't open the vault past four o'clock. Let's hurry and get this ticket in. What are you doing? You know, gets it in. They come get it today. Everything's fine. Whatever. Uh, hooked it up today when I was at work, they came early, which is fine, but it was fucking crazy. And I haven't. You know, last podcast, I went a little personal. I, you know, I, I grew up with a little bit of an anger issue. Ever, I think everyone does. Maybe. I maybe was a little worse off than some. Chip on the shoulder, you know. Can probably say that. But I've been pretty patient, uh, especially with having kids and being married and stuff. It makes you patient. Yesterday, there was no patience. You know, I got no sleep the night before. I was tossing and turning, waking up every fucking 15 minutes for whatever reason. Daughter's been sick. She was in the bag, kicked me in the balls, kicked me in my asshole all night, driving me nuts. Uh, so I had no sleep. Work sucked. I'm cranky. I'm a little kid that's cranky. And it just was, it was fucking rough. And um, that didn't make anything. So I snapped. I snapped. Yelled at my wife, which I'm not proud of. Yelled at my daughter. And I literally stormed in my room. And laid in the bed, put the fan on me as I'm getting hot and fucking climbing through ceilings and shit, trying to find this red valve. And uh, I just lay there for a little bit and I'm just like, you're a fucking, you know, it took me like 20 minutes and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Get up and start making amends. And I did, but I haven't blew my top like that in a while. And uh, so Lowe's, go fuck yourself. All right, let's talk fights, baby. Little, little hair of the dog that bit you. On that drink, isn't that a saying? That's a saying. I bet it is. Guarantee it. Fight night. Fight night time. Uh, like this card. Like this card a lot. I'll tell you what I don't like about it is uh, there's a lot of fights that I'm very unsure about, which usually makes for a fucking great card. Um, and there's a lot of fights that I'm very confident in. Some lines are wider than others. Uh, you get the idea. That's how it is. But I just don't have a good sense on this. I'm going to get my slime ball at the end of the fucking show. I don't know how confident I am. But first fight tonight, Tafan and Chukwi. Tafan to Don, 6-1, and one, plus 155 underdog. Versus Azamat I think I pronounced that right name right. 10-0, minus 180. Let me tell you something about this Azamat. He is highly touted. 10-0, Sambo, master of sport, whatever they call 
um, that over there. 5'10", 32, so, you know, making his UFC debut isn't the youngest guy in the world, but again, 205-pounders, guys that are usually bigger kind of peak a little bit later, or they stick around longer. I don't know why. You know, I'm a big dude, and I'm sticking around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, you know, look good on the contender series. Won by first-round knockout over Matthias Scheffel who was this giant Brazilian who is not very good, but he put him out pretty quickly. Undefeated, a lot of wins by all different ways. Big, big power in his hands. Tricky southpaw, bounces on his feet really well. Tafonda Don, man, listen, he came in the UFC. He beat uh, William Knight in the regional scene. Knocked out big old Willie Knight, big, thick Willie. And then uh, fights Al Montevo or Montevo or whatever, Montavo, who's a 155-pounder at 205 in the contender series. Wins by knockout, tosses the guy around. Uh, you did what you're supposed to do. Then he comes to UFC, cuts weight, cuts to 85, fights Jamie Pickett on expiring fight, and then he fights. Uh, God, let me. I had this memorized. Here we go. He fights Jamie Pickett. Then he fights beats Jamie Pickett by decision, unexpiring, underwhelming performance. Fights Union Park, loses a majority decision, close enough fight, but still just wasn't enough there. But he's, I believe he's back at 205 at this point. Uh, the 185 might have been just. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was at 185. Okay. So the 180 or 185. So two fights at 185. Then he popped back up to 205 against Mike Rodriguez. Again, a guy that you could probably showcase some shit, and he didn't. He's still young in the game. He's out of that uh Lloyd Irvin camp, the same camp Sadiq Yusuf is. So you gotta imagine they're both putting in pretty good camps, good training partners. He's live at plus 155, 100%. But I'm going Morazikov uh, here. I think Morazikov is a, a talent. I know he's undersized maybe for 205. Six-inch reach disadvantage against Stefan, who's also not the biggest 205-er either. Guy's got little arms, but he's in and out. He's got a powerful left hand. Good Sambo can mix it up. Has wins uh, all different kinds of ways. Again, I get googly eyes for these new guys. I'm very confident in, in Morozikov here after I really dug it in uh, and dug in and looked up the tape. I just, Tafan hasn't fought anybody. He hasn't really looked all that good. The competition he has fought. You know, we thought the UFC was thought they were getting a killer. He doesn't have a finish in the UFC yet. He's 2-1. I know bouncing up weight classes in great form. He's six and one, still kind of coming his own. Um, he's big, thick, strong. You know, doesn't he's been cracked in there in in the cage and hasn't fucking moved. So we'll see what uh, Morozikov can do here. But uh, I like Morozikov. Give me the Russian. The Russian invasion is real. Probably shouldn't make that joke now. What's going on with Ukraine? I immediately regret it. I apologize to the entire world. Kind of fuck Russia. Uh, you know, I'm not a politi politician, but kind of Guido Canetti. Plus 125 versus Chris Martino. This is the fucking dumpster fire fight. This is this is a porter potty fight <clears throat> if I've ever seen one. Not just a regular porter potty, but a porter potty at like a really shitty carnival where they just load them up on the trucks and just drive them to the next town. Don't even clean them out. That kind of shitty fight. Um, <clears throat> just, I mean, come on. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. That goes to both of them. Chris Martino, I've said it before, I'll say it again. He's famous for getting the shit kicked out of him. He didn't look good against Sean O'Malley. People are, are glorifying, glorifying that fight. He's 9-5. He's got green hair. He's not that good. You know, he's got some decent strikes, a little bit well-rounded, but he's got a ton of losses, and he's got losses by knockout. Tony Gravely knocked him out. He's been choked out. Every loss he's had has been a finish. Now, I know... Um, you know, the, the Sean O'Malley fight, they should have let him go, blah, blah, blah. Guido Canetti's like 50. What is he? 
How old is he? 42. When's the last fight he's won in the UFC? He beat Diego Rivas by decision back in 2018. So this is like literally the UFC is like setting this kid up for success here. I hope he loses because I don't think he's that good. But, I mean, minus 150, I'm going to pick him to win. I'm not going to play this fight. I don't see a world where Guido Canetti, 8-6, 42 years old, is all of a sudden going to start winning fights now. Chris Martino has got a lot, a little bit of hype for getting the shit kicked out of him. Um, so he's got to come out. He's got to perform. He's got to finish. So if, if I had to take this fight, I'd take Martino by finish. It's the only way. He, if, if he squeaks out Guido Canetti, he's done. And I was right about him. If I'm wrong, which I'm wrong quite often, go Martino by finish or submission or something because, you know, that's what he has to do. He's got a lot of hype for getting the shit kicked out of him. Um, I just, you know, not my cup of tea of a guy. Next up, Cody Bun- uh, Brundridge. He is a plus 110 underdog versus Dolce Lungabalula. Now, I know what you're thinking. Did he pronounce that last name right? No, I did not. Uh, I, I did not. Uh, this fight is another kind of dumpster fight a little bit. I mean, you can see. I don't know why Tafan and, and Merzikov are at the bottom of this card the opener. I mean, that maybe they're going to open with a banger. Merzikov has a nice little following. Um, was supposed to make his UFC debut multiple times. Tafan, again, 2-1 the UFC. Kind of as a banger. Figured, why is that opening the card? Anyway, um, Cody Brenders versus Dosha Lungabula. That's the last time I'm going to try to pronounce it. Kind of a dumpster fight. But listen, I, I never thought I'd fucking do this. But, I mean, Cody Brenders is a dog I'm going to take. And, and, and with my options, I'm going to dog lock him. So that you're getting, you're just getting a smidge of that because I'm not very confident. So I'm looking at this card, right? Okay, and I'm looking at some of the dogs, and I just don't love a lot of them. I think I'm only taking three, three dogs out the card. Spoiler alert! And I just I go back to Cody Brundage, who lost his UFC debut to Nick uh, Maximoff, but he looked good wrestling. He's a wrestler, married to Amanda Bobby Cooper, former UFC fighter, kind of a babe, and Dolce just has looked very. Not good in the UFC. You know, he seems to be this big intimidating guy. He's 5'8". Okay, he's 5'8", ripped up Jack, but he's 5'8", 185-er. I mean, that's like Hector Lombard, uh, Rosamar Paul Haller style shit. Um, I just don't think he's that good. I think he's lumbering. I think he's slow. And I just don't think he has the wrestling chops. I think Cody Brundridge is going to just wrestle, dive out his legs. As long as he's got gas, as long as he can go three rounds, uh, with Dolce, um, because Dolce fades too, but the wrestling heavy thing, I like Cody here. He's my dog lock. I don't love that. I'm going to play it because I'm going to trust my read. I've been on fire lately, but I don't love taking Cody Brundage as an underdog here. Uh, oh, excuse me. I like him taking as an underdog. I don't like taking him as an underdog lock. Small underdog, but I like him by finish as well. I think he could maybe get a submission. He does, He is very heavy on top. He's good on top when he can get you down there. Problem is, is he gasses out and sometimes he'll go submission over position. Give up position, but sometimes he does likes to do that because he likes to take you back down. Um, now, I could be totally underestimating Dolce's strength here because he's a big fucking thick boy. Stout at 5'8". I could under, be underestimating his strength. I just think Cody is just the better wrestler. And I'm going to play the dog and going to play that Cody's got some gas in this. All right, next up, Sabina Mazzo, 9-3. She is a plus 260 dog versus Miranda Maverick. 9-4, she's a minus 330. Now, listen, Miranda is, is a candidate for the slime bar. At least she was. Spoiler alert, she's not. I've been burned by Miranda before. You know, she got embarrassed by Aaron Blanchfield with his, you know, no, no shame in losing to Blanchfield, who is an absolute fucking stud. 
great grappler, great wrestler, bad bitch in there, mean. Miranda Maverick got exposed. She got her wrestling and grappling exposed. Miranda came in the UFC as that girl. Lost a close decision to Macy Barber. Lost uh, to uh, Aaron Blanchfield back-to-back, but back-to-back up-and-comers. Sabina Mazzo's been around for a while. Probably your last stop in the UFC here. And when you're Sabina Mazzo, you look at her record, right? Uh, Maria, uh, Maria, uh, Maria Agapavo, Agapava choked her out. The girl who had a fucking heart attack last week in two rounds and got choked out. Lost to Alexis Davis. That was both in 2021. Didn't have a win in 2021. Alexis Davis is a vet. You know, she just retired. Her wins are J.J. Aldridge, Justin Kish, Shana Dobson. Okay. Decent wins. Finished Justin Kitch no longer in the UFC. J.J. Aldridge split this season. I thought she lost that fight. Shana Dobson. Shana Dobson has a losing record. And then uh, Marina Morosa was UFC debut. She had lost to Morosa as well. So I just don't know how Mazzo is going to win this. I think Marina Maverick is more physical. I think she has better striking. Mazzo has a blueprint to beat fucking Maverick. It's take you down. I don't know if she can, though. Miranda, uh, you know, she's a work in progress, and, and hopefully she learned a lot. And let's just put it this way. Fucking Sabrina Mazzo is not Aaron Blanchfield. I like Marina Maverick in the spot here. Minus 330 is a little heavy delay after someone coming off two losses. Vegas still thinks pretty highly of her. Probably going to be a pass for me. You could probably take FICO's a decision. Uh, I don't know if Marina Maverick gets Mazzo out of there. Um, Marat, uh, Maverick, you know, if I was her, a lot of hype, right? Mazzo, UFC vet, not the best record. Kind of a big, not a big name either. I don't, has she been finished in the UFC? I don't, let me see. Okay, so one time in the UFC. She got rear naked choke by Agapova, okay? I don't know if Miranda Maverick's going to rear naked choke her, but if I was Maverick, I would, I would hunt for the finish. Two losses now. Go out there, finish this girl, and go, hey, I'm back, baby. Okay, I fought two beasts and Barber and, um, Barber and Blanchfield, I'm back, okay? And I just put a stamp on it. Don't know if that's going to happen. So I hope it does. I like Miranda Maverick. She's from VA. Shout out Timbo. Uh, she's my pick. I'm not confident. Next up, Damon Jackson, minus 110 versus Kamuela Kirk, minus 110. Both these guys, this Vegas gets it right again with the line. Both these guys are very, very similar. Damon Jackson, probably the worst hairline I've ever seen. Don't know why he just doesn't take the fucking razor out and get it. Coming off an <clears throat> excuse me, impressive win over Charles Rosa. But can any win over Charles Rosa be impressive? I mean, the guy just, he's been around forever, but he just doesn't get big wins. And then before that, he got completely starched by Torporia, where he was a favorite in that fight, I believe. Wasn't he a favorite? Was that Torporia's UFC debut? Um... <clears throat> It was not, excuse me. His UFC debut was the law. So I don't know if he was a fan. He was a, Taporia's an underdog in one of those fights. I don't know if it was Damon Jackson. I could be confused. But he got starched by him. But he's got some good wins over Merced Bectic uh, in the UFC. Got him by Renick, or that was his UFC debut, excuse me, guillotine choke round three. And Charles Rosa, so he's 2-1 in the UFC. He seems amped up for this fight. He likes to strike a little bit. Camelo Kirk coming in, got a little bit of hype out of him. Coming out of Arizona. And uh, made his UFC debut against uh, Makwan Americani, which is a tough debut. Americani's a vet. Looked pretty good. Had a decision, went over that. Has fought some good competition. Uh, a lot of his losses are guys who are, are, are top level. Um, I actually don't know who this Anthony Bar- Okay, Anthony Backham, 12-7, and seven, still fighting the LFA. I don't know him. He's got a decision loss majority to him, so that was a close fight. But Billy Q got TKO by Billy Q, knocked out, excuse me. By uh, back in 2019, and then a close decision loss of Bruno Souza, who's in the UFC as well. 
After that, went on, finished his two fights, got a shot in the UFC. I think this kid's growing. I think he's good. I think he's younger than, uh, I don't think he's younger. He is younger. That's science. Uh, so when you give me an even line like this, I think they're both even. I think uh, Damon Jackson likes to strike a little bit. He, he's proven to be fairly durable until you run into a beast like Toporia. But he has been finished on the feet before. Very crafty on the ground. Long for the division. Um, good chokes. I don't love his wrestling, but good chokes when he gets to the ground. Doesn't care if he's on the bottom top, whatever. Kirk stays within himself a lot and has good striking. Doesn't have the most dynamic power. At least I haven't seen it yet. He does have some finishes, but... You know, it it, it wasn't like crazy, something that jumped off the pace to me. I'm going to go Kirk here. This is an even fight. I like minus 110 on Kirk. Um, I think this will be faster, a little bit younger. Damon Jackson scares me because I do think he's the more potent finisher. I think he can definitely get it done, but I think Kirk's going to have a little bit more in the gas. And I think Kirk uh, Kirk is just going to be the the younger, fresher, want it more kind of guy. I think this will be a fun fight. This could be fight of the night. Great fight. Um, But Kirk it is, minus 110. I love me picking fights, baby, because I like being right. You know what I mean? The line might not be great. I like hitting underdogs. Everyone likes hitting underdogs, but man, something about those pick and fights, son. Uh, Trevin Five Star Jones. Who? Trevin Jones. He is a, where am I at? Plus 125. Underdog versus Javid Basharat. I probably butchered his name. 11 and L. Plus, or excuse me, minus 150. Uh, Basharat coming off the contender series. Looked very good. Undefeated in his career. I believe all his wins are from, yeah, all his wins are from stoppage. This kid is very, very good on the ground. He takes down, stand up pretty good. Um, I don't know if he's going to really want to stand up with Trevor Jones. He's going to want to take it to the ground, beat him up on the ground, look for a submission, look for a TKO. His ground and pound is very good. Trevor Jones has crazy dynamite in his hands, big, big power. But most of the fights that he, at least in the UFC, that he's knocked people out, he's been losing. So Javid's just got to be very within himself. And I think he just, if he takes it to the ground and beats him up on the ground, because I think Javid can take uh, Trevor Jones to the ground whenever he wants, and I think his ground and pound and submission game is going to be enough um, that I, I like him a lot here. Almost was my mortal lock, but I just I struggle making UFC debut debutants my mortal lock. But I like Javid Basarat here, getting a good number on him right here. I think he's a good talent at 135. Um, Want to see him fill out a little more. I don't think he's the biggest guy at 135, but ground and pound and cardio and everything is is on point trevin jones listen has that dynamite in his hands everyone likes this kid when they fight you know he represents guam what does he fight out of though does he fight out he says fighting out of guam is that where he lives i thought he was somewhere else anyways coming off a guillotine loss over i'm not even gonna try to kakramanov i can pronounce that last name uh, with with a fight that you know he looked a little little stiff and a little flat in Mario Batista again a fight where Batista has been proven to uh, being a little chinny at times and then Timor Valley you know a fight where he was absolutely getting butchered by Valley and then knocked him out got overturned because I guess Trevor Jones was by someone that smoked weed which is complete fucking bullshit I don't even care if he fucking ate a pound of weed it's fucking weed shut up. And then I'm looking at some of his losses. So he's got one loss by uh, rear naked choke over Allen um, uh, something million years ago. So a lot of his losses aren't by finish. There are a lot of by decisions here. Uh, excuse me, Kakramanov was by uh, uh, submission as well. You know, Basharat's a finisher. You're probably going to get a, maybe a nice finish line because in, considering Trevor Jones doesn't just go out there and fade away. Maybe something looked at, but I like Basharat here. Big time. I'm minus 150. Let's go. Next up, JJ Aldridge, who is a plus 105 dog versus Jillian Robertson. She is a minus 125 favorite. This could be a competitive fight. I'm going to avoid this fight. 
at all costs. Goddamn, I'm not touching this fight. Competitive stuff. J.J. Aldrich is always in close fights. Good boxing. Your takedown offense has come a long way. Not the best ground game. Jillian Robinson, highly aggressive. Likes to come forward. Will take you down. Stand-up game, not that good. But she's durable and she's tough and she doesn't go away. Jillian's been doing a ton of grappling on the grappling scene. Every chance she gets, her grappling is very, very good. That's going to be the story of the fight. Jillian's going to try to push her way in, strike when she has to, and then try to take JJ down. JJ's going to try to stop her. JJ was or is one of the main training partners of Rosam Yunus. Hasn't really shown it in the octagon yet. Hasn't shown it in the cage, in my opinion. I think she's a very good fighter. However, she's came up short in a lot of fights, and I, and I think you, if there's a corner that needs to be turned in her training or her mind, she needs to turn it. I'm going to go JJ Aldridge for the simple fact that I do think that she is going to be able to stop Jillian Robertson, who I don't think has the best takedowns. If it gets to the ground, bail. Hedge out because Jillian Robertson is very good on the ground. I like JJ controlling the distance. I like her being able to stuff the takedowns, keeping Jillian uh, striking. And if it's a striking battle, I think Jillian loses, and you're getting a plus number. However, that is just a pick. I will not be betting this fight. I don't care if I go to Indiana. On Saturday morning, right? Got my caffeine, got my girls with me. I pull up my phone, and it's the only fight that they're doing. The only fight I can bet on is this fight. I won't do it. I will not. My addiction to gambling is not that strong that I have to bet this fight. I don't know. I don't have a good read on it. Avoid it. <clears throat> Next up, fight I'm looking forward to it a lot. Matt Selmsberger. He is a minus 220 favorite versus AJ Fletcher. Who is a plus one eight? Just watch AJ Fletcher's little twenty minute feature they did on him. Um, you know, from Louisiana. Louisiana got hit with a horrible storm, like right after he fought in the Contender Series. Looked great on the Contender Series. Flying knee, <clears throat> flying knee finish. Trains at uh, Gladiator MMA, which is where <clears throat> I got some of my fucking throat. Um, Gladiator MMA, which is where Dustin Poirier got a start. Still trains out frequently, but obviously goes to camps at American Top Team. Tim Crater, head coach there, fought on the Ultimate Fighter, Louisiana legend. Fletcher's there. Big knock on Fletcher this week is a lot of people like him as a dog. I can see why. He's explosive. He has good wrestling, good boxing. <clears throat> Problem is, the big knock on him, he hasn't fought anybody. Who has he fought? He hasn't fought anybody. Uh, his record is very, very padded. But, you know, that is only one way to look at somebody. The other way is to look at what they can do. He fought a decent guy in the contender series, and he dominated. He looked fucking good in that fight. First couple minutes of the fight, or maybe the first minute of the fight, he didn't look very defensive sound. He kind of addressed that on his his little UFC uh, thing they did. Go check out on YouTube, where he's like, I just, you know, wasn't being, I was just being too aggressive. Now you enter Sillensberger, who is, I, I'm pretty high in this kid, former football player coming out of Mel Maryland, big dude for the weight class, one loss in the UFC was Chaos Williams. Very close fight. He took Chaos Williams' best shots and go away. Knockout over James uh, James Jason Witt. Uh, fin- uh, dis- uh, fuck. Unanimous decision over Carlton Minus. Ugh, that's going to be a minus in my book. You should have finished Carlton Minus and it was your UFC debut. Minus. He stinks. Um, Jason Witt, you know, good wrestler, but he knocked him out in 16 seconds. So what are you going to do? Lose loss to Chaos Williams, competitive fight. Then gets Martin Sano, knocks him out in 15 seconds. Sano might be one of the worst uh, fighters to ever step foot in the UFC. He got a UFC shot because of who his buddy is, and that's Nick Diaz. So listen, I can understand why people are picking Fletcher here. I really do. The problem is, is Fletcher seems like a guy who's going to be a problem in that first round with his wrestling, with his power, with his explosiveness, right? So let's see. So he's got his UFC debut, or no, UFC, MMA debut, round three. 
He's got a decision win, round one, round three win. Submission, don't know what round. Submission, don't know what round. His last three fights have been round one, round one, round one. Um, this is the big leagues. You're in there with Sellensberger, who, who has shown to have some pretty good takedown defense so far in the UFC. Uh, not many have attempted it, but he's a big athletic guy. He obviously has knockout power. He's got a pretty good chin. Fletcher, I think, is going to have moments in this fight, but I'm going to go Sellensberger here. I hate the number, though. I get it. Sellensberger's a little more proven, but he's proven against nobody. He's fought nobody either. So when you're using that argument against Fletcher, you're using it against Sellensberger. So I take the records out. I take who they fought, and I look at what I'm looking at, right? And I just think Fletcher, it seems like a guy from the Tampa scene, he's going to fade a little bit. I have really no evidence to back that up. I just I got a feeling that that's what he's going to be. He's very explosive, very muscly for this division, right? And Sellensberger's a guy who flows a little bit, right? Big, long, tall guy. Um, for this division, you know, it's going to come down to the wrestling. It, honestly, can Sellensberger stop this guy's wrestling? Cause he has a pretty good double leg. Um, I see him throwing big shots early in the Sellensberger, you know, slowly taking over the fight. I see it being a decision win for Sellensberger. Going to be a competitive fight. I hate the line. So I understand why people are hamming the dog. The has moved. I believe Fletcher was 200 earlier this week. And now he's at 180. A lot of sharps. A lot of guys getting on Fletcher early. Makes sense. I get it. But uh, I like Sellensberger here. I don't love him, though. I, I When I was looking, trying to build my slime ball, I looked at Sellensberger, right? And then I go, okay. And I just went through his record and looked at some fights. And I was like, God, he's fought nobody either. K.S. Williams is the only guy. I mean, Jason Witt is a good a good opponent, but he's chinny, and he got, out, got him out of there in 16 seconds. So I'm like, I'm looking at his list. I'm like, Carl's a minus. Fucking Martin Sano. I mean, these, these aren't, these aren't anybody either, you know, close fight with chaos. He's very, very good, but you know, and he took Chaos's best shot. I think he can take AJ's. I think AJ again, get a fade, but it's a good underdog pick. Just not my pick. Give me Sellensberger. Next up, Bruno Silva is Alex Pereira. Now the rest of the fights, are the fights I broke down on Anakin Florian, I'm going to try to mix up what I said on there. I actually don't even remember what I said. I don't write any really notes down. I write like little, little things that I kind of want to hammer in there, but nothing's written down. So it's not going to be word for word, so I'm going to try to mix it up if, you, if you're coming over from that, so I'm not repeating myself. Bruno Silver's Alex Pereira is a banger. This fight is fucking good. Silva just said today, hey, I'm not fucking taking this guy down. Could have all been smoking mirrors. I'm standing with this dude. I want a knockout. And listen, Silva probably doesn't have the wrestling or the ground game to, to, to really threaten there. I mean, he's probably the more advanced overall mixed martial artist, but Pereira's training with Glover. I saw a picture of them in like some ice thing there in Connecticut where it's snowy, and Pereira looks to be in great shape. Don't know how old that picture was, but he looks to be phenomenal shape. He's big for the division, uh, and if Bruno Silva wants to stand with him, Bruno, you got, you got wobbled a little bit by Jordan Wright. He was a powerful guy, but he's also a fucking serial killer. But if you're getting wobbled by him, Pereira's left hook's going to put you in the next week, bro. Sticking with Pereira. I like him. Slimeball candidate, Alex Pereira. That's how much I like him. I said on the Anakin Floyd, very confident in this pick. I have now doubled down. I did that on Sunday. Today is now Wednesday. Obviously, I've just been diving into this card even more, even more confident in my pick. Give me Pereira here at a pretty good number. Um, I know he's a little inexperienced. The ground game's a big question mark, but I think this is a perfect opponent. All right, next up, Drew Dober, who is a minus 170. This line has been moving crazy. It was Terrence McKinney, plus 145. When Anik and I did this, it was 200. Both guys were in the 200s. Uh, now McKinney's out on plus 145. A lot of people hammering the money on McKinney here. This was the fight I was a little unsure about. I kind of picked thinking Kenny maybe would go Dober, so I went McKinney. You know, I know that's confusing. I picked 
but Kenny, because I thought Kenny Florian would go Dober. I want to go opposite the underdog points. He ended up picking McKenny too. Dober's biggest thing is his wrestling, right? He gets taken down. He's been submitted before. He hung tough with Islam, but I feel like sometimes maybe when people are in there with someone that good and they get a guy like McKenny, they even are thinking, guys, I've been in there with Islam. This kid's going to have nothing for me. And McKenny is very explosive. He's fast. He works quickly. He jumps on you before you even know what the fuck's happening. Um, so I'm going to stick with Kenny at plus 145. I like him as an underdog here. I would like to see it stand up a little bit. I'm a little worried. about. I want more answers on Terrence McKinney. He's got a good wrestler, or he is a good wrestler. He's going to take the fight down. He's got a good rear naked choke on him. Uh, moves very quickly. I want to see him outside the first round. I want to see the cardio, and I want to see the chin a little bit. He's been hurting fights before. He's been buzzed before. I want to see the chin because he does have big, big power. Drew Dober has big power as well. Good uh, Muay Thai game on him. Coming off, I believe, two straight losses. Dober is... Hungry for a win, but I'm going to go McKinney here. I'm not super confident in it anymore, and I really never was. Again, I gave the pick trying to play the game, so that's why he's not my dog uh, under or my dog lock. You know, uh, and by the way, Pereira, I completely missed it because this is the first time I've ever done a fucking podcast. It's only been 331 of these, Brian. But Pereira is my send him home, send him home early. That's Johnny Anik, baby. He's my send him home. I think he's knocking out Bruno uh, Bruno Silva there. So put money on that. Back to this. Not confident in McKenny being my dog lock. I do like him as a dog spot. Submission prop might be juicy. Um, or fight doesn't go to decision if you just want to don't want to play the sides. Fight doesn't go to decision is probably gonna be very high. Because I don't think this fight goes to decision. I think one guy's getting out of there either way. Khalil Roundtree. Khalil, excuse me. They pronounce that on the floor. I'm terrible at pronouncing the name. They did that on the Florian podcast. Khalil. Plus one of five is called Robertson. See, I always call him Robertson because there's no T. Fucks me up every time. Very competitive fight. I broke this down. Not much more I can say on this fight. Battle of the inconsistence. Both guys like to strike. I just think Robertson has the better ground game. He gets on your neck. It's going to be a problem. Uh, and I think he has the better cardio, even though both guys aren't fucking cardio machines here. Give me Robertson. Still sticking with that there. Uh, next up, you got Alex Caceres versus Sadiq Yusuf. My guy. And uh, Sadiqy boy, I picked him on the Anakin Florian. I'm sticking with it. I think he is a fantastic fighter. Um, young kid coming off an honor Allen loss. I think he's going to be aggressive here against Alex Caceres. I think he's going to walk forward. I think he's going to want to piece Caceres up. He's only been finished uh, by knockout one time in the UFC. I see him coming for a finish here, and he is my mortal lock. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Little alien tone there. I don't know what happened to that audio file. I gotta have to ask my, my daughters about that one. But yes, I like Sadiq Yusuf more lock here. Slime ball candidate number two. He's going to be in a slime ball. I'll give you the third one at the end of the show. So Mortal Lock, Sadiq Yusuf. I like him by finish as well. I didn't know if I like him by finish. I have written down here in my paper by decision because Caceres is very durable. And I think Sadiq might come in and maybe kind of play it safe, trying to get a win over a vet, a crafty guy who, who has cash as an underdog before. Underdog money, I like on Caceres. I'm not going to take it myself, but I can understand people picking that. Caceres has a better ground game, better submission game. I just don't think his wrestling is going to be able to take him there. I think Sadiq's going to be able to control on the pace on the feet. And Caceres is kind of tricky in the feet. He's long, but he, you know, he, he's very hittable and uh, he's very durable. But I think Sadiq is going to come out a little more aggressive here. Um, and he hits good. He hits, he hits hard. He's fucking tough. He's durable and he's got cardio for days. So give me Sadiq Yusuf. I like that bet a lot. All right, come in event, Marlon Marais. Marlon Marais. Hi, I'm Mickey Mouse, Marlon Marais. He is a plus 200 underdog versus Song Yudong. Best name in the MMA. 
plus, uh, or excuse me, minus 240. Listen, uh, still, pick hasn't changed. Pick a song. Marlon's just been finished the last three times, and he's looked really bad and unmotivated. He went to Thailand. Hopefully that gave him a kick in his ass. He's 33 years old. I don't want to see him keep taking this punishment. If he loses, he's gone. If he loses, he's in Bellator or PFL. That's for sure. Um, you know, he had a good run in the UFC for a while. He's beat some really good guys, and, and maybe he can get back there. But I think Song, 24 years old, cement head, bully ball kind of guy. He's going to come forward. He's going to throw heavy leather. And Marlon's going to look good probably in that first couple minutes, throwing some, yeah, first couple minutes, throwing some devastating leg kicks, maybe mixing up some big punches there. But defensively, he's not sound. His cardio has fed him in the past. If he tries to wrestle, he'll gas even sooner because Song has been working on his wrestling with Alpha Male. Seems like he's been there since he was fucking 14. I like Song here. This was going to be one of my spots where I was going to take fucking beatboxing. Take Song as a... As a mortal lock, and I was gonna take him in my my slime ball, but I had a little pause just because Marlon can be dangerous. You know, I'm really fading Marlon on his last performances. Maybe he's just gonna come in here a completely different guy and just blitzkrieg, put his career back on track. That could very well happen. He's very talented on the feet. I don't see it personally, but you know, we're playing safe ball here, okay? We're trying to win some money, so I, I just avoided that. I do think Song's a good bet, though. Minus 240, you're getting in the high range. Obviously, if you got a bankroll that's fucking that fat, you got a knot, uh, it shouldn't be a big deal. But, um, yeah, give me Song, you dong, man. All right, Thiago Santos, plus 400 now versus Magomed and Kalayev. Minus 530, and looks to be in phenomenal shape. Saw the pictures today. Of him posing in his Venom fight gear. A beast stud. Uh, haven't wavered. He's my pick. Um, I think I broke this down kind of perfectly on the Anakin Florian. I think I'm just going to repeat myself. So go check that podcast out. Go check the breakdown. I believe they just retweeted that out. So Anakin Florian pod on Twitter. Uh, I think I retweeted it too. Um, so go to my Twitter. Everyone takes podcast. But I just, again, I just want to keep repeating myself, guys. I have no new angles, no new takes. You know what I mean? I, I like... Uh, Ankalaev by finish. I still like him by finish. TKO late. Santos is dangerous. I think Ankalaev is going to mix up wrestling. Santos is going to get tired, and then it's going to be curtains on maybe like the third, third, late third round here. That's it. That's my picks. Um, so just to recap: Mortal Lock, Sadiq Yusuf, send them home. Alex Pereira, Dog, Cody Brundridge. Those are all three bets. I guarantee you, I will bet. And the slime ball parlay, the one that's going to bring us home. That's going to take us a five and one. I'm super nervous about it. You know, Timbo's guys are counting on me. That, that, that is pressure. You know, and, and everyone, you know, I, I got a little bit bigger of an audience now. People are going to ride the slime ball. I'm terrified. Um, so, Sadiq Yusuf, Mortal Lock, he's in there. Alex Pereira is in there. He's, again, he's got that juice, that juicy juice. Confident. And then something that is probably going to bite me in the ass, but I'm going to do anyway because I'm an idiot. But Asmaf... Asmaf, Asmat Morozadov, the USC debutante, going against Tafan and Chukwu, Chikwi, who is a very good fighter. Um, he is in my slime ball too. So we're st- starting the night. I can't talk right now. I'm so thirsty. Ran out of my drink. <laughs> starting the night with a slime ball of a UFC debutante coming off the contender series. What could go wrong? Nah, what history? History's on my side, right? 
contender series guys come on and they fucking do good all the time. The good news is he's fighting a contender series guy. Bad news is contender series guys had three fights in the UFC. So, uh, I just like this guy. I think he's mean. I think he's tough. I think he's got ability. He's probably going to fucking gas out and cost me my slime ball, but at least I'll know in the beginning of the night. And, that, and that's the, and that's the thing for, for the people that, that tail me too, right? I can't live bet my state yet. Ohio get with it. We're, we're legal books. Haven't opened yet, but a lot of times people bet the main event. So you can hedge out. I'm giving the slime ball the first leg in my first fight. My first leg of it is the first fight. And it's the one I feel the least amount of confidence in. So if he loses, reload. Go Pereira, Song, and Kaliyev. I didn't want to give in Kaliyev because I gave a huge favorite last week. I want to mix it up. But the slime ball this week is plus 256. I got that on Caesar Sportsbook. Um, and uh, that's something we can all fucking like, right? Huh? Let's go 5-1 and one with the slime ball. All right. That's it. That's your show. Follow me on Emma Takes Podcast everywhere. YouTube's. Twitters, IGs, Cashman and Anakin Florian podcast as well. Uh, you, you should probably already know that podcast because some of you guys come over from that. So that's it. That's the show. Uh, let go. Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.